Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat the Designer. Bird on Bears fans, welcome into the Chicago Bears Podcast, a Friday edition. We've got our uh, resident host of Waddling Sylvie and also the Chicago Bears pregame. Mark Silverman in the building. That smile said it all. Sylvie, how you doing? I am great. It is be- it is a pleasure to be on with you. Be back here in uh, the podcast headquarters. Uh, you know, we're doing a little something back here. Yeah. Er- Eric-, Eric keeps sneaking stuff back here. Well, and, uh, my chair is first uh, of all. Thank I mean, you. <laughs> it is a pleasure to be sitting in my chair. For the people who don't know, these are the Waddle and Sylvie chairs yes. that you see in the uh, office in my videos. And they get wheeled in and out all the time. I walk into the office. I'm like, am I allowed to swear on this, Eric, or no? You, 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 yeah, a little bit. Marjorie. Where are my effing chairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm like, oh, Pat's got it back there. I, I, if it makes you feel better, I put your chair on that side oh, so, that, that, okay. so that I'm not sitting okay. in it messing up how it feels. I'm you sure. know what I mean? I'm sure you're really, <laughs> you're really paying attention to which chair is going where i don't buy that uh, for a second. so we got to get into arlington we're, we're basically getting ready to go to arlington what's this next three to five years gonna be like we got to talk about what are you feeling with everything that's happened with polls in the draft and then i mean listen i i want to get into the personal side of this because uh i have very young children you have young children they're gonna get to possibly see something that we haven't seen <laughs> We may actually have a franchise quarterback. Yes. What is all that going to be like? All that and more on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the page, and please, please, please make sure that you're listening Monday through Friday on the ESPN 1000 app. First quarter. Let's get into this, man. I, I want to start here. First off, one thing that I really have seen you be so excited about around the office you are going to be the host of the pregame for ESPN and the Chicago Bears. What is that feeling like? Well, I mean, it's the Chicago Bears. Yeah. It's the, this is the Chicago Bears podcast. Yeah. This is the Chicago Bears. It's, it's Chicago. It's the team in town. Um, when ESPN 1000 first started in 1998, yeah. I was recruited from WGN Radio. Uh, I had a great gig. I was covering the Bears. Uh, I, at one time, they were home of the Bears. I was covering Michael Jordan and the Bulls. I covered three championships there Sweet. as a reporter. And it took a lot to bring me here as a new radio station. It, it really was, you know, a leap of faith. Yeah. And what they recruited me on was one day to host my own show on the weekends at that time. But I was recruited to be a Bears reporter. So I got to be the Bears reporter and then report on the Bears pregame show. And then ultimately, I became the host of the Bears pre and postgame shows. Right. Um, and that's my route. Th- those are my roots. Yeah. Um, as, as much as I've done in this business, doing reporting on the Bears, being the pregame show host, um, I'm not doing post game, but I've done many, many post game yeah. shows and covered Platteville. 
I've covered Bourbon A. I've spent multiple years at each house hall, the old uh, Lake Forest um, college campus, yeah. the new house hall. Yeah. When that was built, I moved in there. So like this is where I've been brought up yeah. as, as a reporter in this years and years ago. So I'm going back to my roots. This is something that I love. And I feel like for this as a radio station, because I go back and and going in at, at this radio station, the very beginning that we're now at the perfect time yes. with this bears team yes. getting as they're growing roots now with polls, with Kevin Warren, with hopefully building this brand new building with Justin Fields, which you alluded to yeah. that now we're getting somewhere with this team that it's the perfect time to get in with this team. And I just feel that everything's coming together at the right time. I've heard that you're a big, uh, you, you're a big Saturday into Sunday wine and tequila. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, uh, you've heard how's that. I've heard, you've I've heard, heard through the grapevine. Yes. How's, how's that going to change your, uh, your Saturday? You got any tips? Bit. I mean, I'm, I'm still, it's a work in progress. I mean, do you go old school radio on them though? Like, you, like, listen, I know a lot of the old school radio guys, like it's a Dunkin' Donuts cup when it's not, you know, no, 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 no chance. No, no chance. chance. Good call. <laughs> I, I think the, the plan right now is, is, and I love going out for a great Saturday dinner. Yep. I love getting my drink on, yep. drinking some wine, having dinner, having a glass of tequila after dinner. Yeah. Um, that's not going to fly um, <laughs> on a Saturday night when there's game day on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Because when I get there and I, I heard Thayer and I want Thayer to tell the story. I didn't know about this either. Thayer supposedly gets to Soldier Field at like six in the morning oh, or yeah. five in the morning. Oh yeah, he's he, told that a couple you, times. Yeah, and and, yeah. and he's told you. He, he he said it when we all met together. He was like, "I start, I I make the first pot of coffee at yes. Soldier Field." I'm like, "You know where the coffee's at? Like what?" Like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so I'm not going to start the the. I'm not beating him there. Yeah, but the early bird gets the worm. Yeah, and I want to get to Soldier Field, and while the pre the network pregame show starts at ten, I'm not rolling in at nine thirty. I'm not rolling in at nine. I want to do. I want to be on the field before the game. Yeah, I want to. I want to catch what the workouts are. I, I'd like to chat with some coaches and or scouts yeah. or a player or two and find out what the vibe is. You know, we we joke all the time about our show's pre-show fist fight. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to I want to ease into the day and not rush into the day. I want to check what Soldier Field is like, maybe do a lap around the South parking lot. <laughs> like these are all the things that there's nothing like a Bears game day. There's only 10 dates yep. on the calendar and hopefully more with a playoff game. But when you count preseason games um, and then the home dates, depending on the way the schedule goes, there's not a lot of these. Yeah. So when I get to soldier, I want to be able to take it in. So my point is I'm going to have to move the tequila and the wine <laughs> to Friday nights or something like that. The social, the social endeavors are going to change. Yeah. And, and yes, this is going to be fun. Look, I'm not doing, this isn't, I'm not doing construction. Yeah, so you're uh, not roofing in July. No, you know this I mean? isn't, <laughs> I'm not in the hot sun. I'm not, I'm not doing any sort of roofers work yeah. or construction work, but I'm not going to be getting hammered the night before a bears game. Just like I wouldn't want the players to get hammered before a game.
Uh, well, as a former construction worker, uh, never mind. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look, my dad was an electrician. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna snitch on myself on the podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> my dad was an electrician worker. That's how it was brought up. I'm yeah. a blue collar guy. He yeah. was IBEW. You know. Um. So this is this is the way I was brought up. You got to put in a good day's work. You got to, man. That's that's how I got here. I mean, it, it, I was an electrician, journeyman electrician. Yeah. So. It's it's you start your days early, you finish your days late and then you start them all over again. But mm -hmm. I think that we got the one thing that I love about what what's coming with all of the coverage that we have, yours included, is that it's not just people covering the sport who, OK, I, I, I came from somewhere else and now I got to cover this team because they told me to. We're Bears fans. Right. We've been through the ups and downs. We've been through the, hey, uh, um, what's going on with Jay Cutler? Why is he Why is he throwing that? Why can't we get him a left tackle? We've been through the, why in the world is the defense this bad all of a sudden with Mel Tucker? And now, right, like we're trying to make this comeback. And the one thing that I'll say about us all starting to work together on the Bears is it feels too good to be true. We're almost telling ourselves. I feel like every Bears fan is telling themselves, like, We'll just wait. We'll see what the other side's like. I kind of like this, but am I supposed to have hope? Am I supposed to like, doesn't that feel like the vibe of the city right now? Well, look, we want to grab onto something. Yeah. I mean, there's, we just want something true to believe in. I've always joked about um, wherever you live in the city, yeah. uh, you've always seen a store, a pop-up store come around. Yeah. Hey, for the next two weeks, we're starting this pop-up donut store. Yeah. It's only going to be around for two weeks and make these really cool donuts. But after two weeks, it's gone. Yeah. So get, or, you know, this food truck is coming by, but then after, you know, a couple weeks in July, it's gone. Um, that's how I equate the bear success. Yeah. Like, and I'll go back even before you, like in the eighties, we had sustained success, but um, like the 2001 bears that I covered. Yeah. I loved that team. I loved that team so much. A young Brian Erlacher, Roosevelt Colvin, Ted Washington, Keith trailer, yeah. young Mike Brown, Tony Parrish, that defense. Um, it was a pop-up and, and, and it was the one year. And then that was it. And Dick Duran gets fired. We had the couple years with, with lovey in 05 and 06 got to the Super Bowl, but 07, 08, 09 were terrible. Yeah. 10 came around, get to the NFC Championship game, 11 and 12 underachievement, Lovey gets gone, you know, and then no playoffs, and then 18 comes, and then we're sitting at Bears 100, and we're thinking 18's a building block. Yeah. We've got Khalil Mack. We've got this great defense, and, it's, and, and we're gonna, Mitch is going to get better, and that was a pop-up. And we just want something that we're going to be able to build around. And I think because of polls and hopefully now that they've got someone and I've always, you've heard me yell, you've, you've gone, you were the one person in the city that always went at Ted. You were like, Ted can't be excused. It, it, it's gotta be at the top and it's got, someone's got to set the right tone at the top. Yeah. We can't do mom pop business. We've got to do, we've got to have a leader. That means business and Kevin Warren, what he's accomplished, the Minnesota Vikings with the St. Louis Rams, with the Detroit Lions, with the Big Ten. And he's got big picture, big. And I thought that George took a step with with Arlington Heights. Yes. And now we've got a true leader 
hopefully to navigate through all of this. Polls still has to pick the right players. Like this draft has to be something, but I believe the way they've built out everything and not run it like a dollar store that I think that we're, they're going to hopefully make us all believers. I hope now the first thing we got to see is when Justin takes the field in 2023, has he made those improvements? Is he processing better? And will the weapons around him make him even look even more better? But those are all the things that I think are going to validate the hope that the fans have had. Let's get your thoughts on it though, right? You, you've said them on the radio for sure, but haven't heard them here on the pod. When you look at what Ryan Poles has done, where's your confidence level? I've, I've asked just about everybody this. Where's your confidence level and what you've seen in the entire offseason? I'd say, right, let's, let's take it back even further. What he's done since he's gotten here. To me, the first move of Khalil Mack gave me so much confidence in him just because he, how the heck did you convince the Chargers to take the money? Right, right. Like right. that was the, that was the beginning point where I was like, maybe this guy actually knows what he's doing a little bit. Where's your confidence level and what they're actually building right I, now? I, I fought with fans about it. Sometimes you got to take a step back yes. to take five, four. Yeah. And, and people belly ached about that. People belly ached about Robert Quinn. Yeah. Uh, you got to pick for Robert Quinn. What did Robert Quinn do with the Eagles afterwards? Um, yeah, the, did the, he get one, one sack? Maybe? No, I don't even I don't know he if he did. One. And, and like, I was, what I was worried about is I, I would have traded Robert Quinn even earlier when his, you could have got a little bit more. I, I don't know if he was yeah. did or not. Um, there, it just seems like for, that there's a method to his his plan. Yeah. Or, and I don't want to say madness because I don't believe it is madness yeah. because I do believe that there's a plan to everything he's done. The way he went into the combine this year, I believe there was a true plan there um, that, yeah, conventional wisdom said, hold on to the pick for as long as possible. Don't trade it to the very end. He had a plan though. Yeah. And there was rationale behind the plan. And he heard DJ Moore yeah. and he got a pick for next year. Now there's a plan set up for next year. If Justin takes the next step, now the Bears have two first round picks to build and to continue to surround yeah. Justin. If he doesn't, now you've got a plan to maybe go out and get another quarterback. There's a method to all of this, yeah. and I love it. And he's not going to hit on all the picks. Valus Jones is a good example of that. And, and, and look, you get it. Not every look. John Schneider in Seattle just had a great draft last year. Yeah. He went three or four drafts where he wasn't turning him off, turning him around. But the, he built the Legion of Boom. All the general managers are going to have misses. And what I've loved so far about Ryan Poles is he hasn't jumped at all these picks and said, I got to trade up and get this pick. I got to trade up and get that pick. He continues to trade back, he continues to be methodical. And if one does miss, there's multiple other picks that could hit. Yeah. So, so far, I love it. Now, that doesn't mean in three years from now when we look back, <laughs> we won't. We love pace but, in 2018. Look, right? yeah. I, look, people always say to me that it, it's hindsight, Sylvia. It's hindsight. Isn't that the exact nature of how we judge the draft? Yeah. Duh. Yeah. The way we judge all drafts and personnel moves <laughs> are judging in hindsight. That's the whole point of this. We want a guy who's going to get it right. He doesn't have to get it right on a 100% curve, 
but let's get it right 70% of the time. Yeah. And I think we'll all be pretty happy. I mean, even it, it's just getting those key guys, right? Like as we get into the second quarter here, second quarter. Uh, getting those key guys to me that aren't just your stars. We've had the big net. We've had Khalil Mack, right? We've had Akeem Hicks. We've had, but like to me, the the pieces of that team that developed because of those players that were able to make it was uh, um, all of a sudden your DB room looks a lot better because there's pressure on the quarterback. All of a sudden, right? Eddie Jackson's an all pro player because there's pressure on the quarterback. And I think, right, when you start to look at what polls did in the draft, do you feel like we got some of those? the glue guys that are going to make the other guys better, right? I think Tremaine Edmonds is going to be amazing. I think it's going to be really hard if he's got to fight through linemen to try to get to the quarterback or he's got to cover a wide receiver for six seconds. Right, right. You know, but even still, Jack Sanborn as an undrafted free agent with no pressure on the quarterback still looked pretty good. Yeah, You know what I mean? So there is hope. Now with Edwards and Edmonds yeah. and Sanborn and what they've built. And and I think they did still attack the line. Yeah. They didn't do everything. They definitely need ed- you can't do yeah. everything. You yeah. you hit it on the head right there. You can't do everything. They did what they can. They did it in a methodical way. They didn't reach. They didn't overpay for some of the guys. And now he's improved the offensive line. Um, hopefully these tackles that he got in the second round yeah. will be really good. And then now we'll zero in the, not we, but the bears will zero in now on some more rush ends because now he's checking off boxes on things that hopefully will get better as, as we see through this year. Yeah. He, he said he felt yesterday, me and Courtney talked about, it, he said he felt like he checked off a lot of boxes this off season. I think to me, when he says that, what I'm hearing is I've checked off enough boxes for us to judge what we have. Yeah. It's, it's not, I've checked off enough boxes for this team. I saw a couple people in the comments. Well, the team still isn't good, but you know, it's like, listen, that's not what the goal of this season is. You want to find out if Justin Fields can play, football at this level or if he's just right what what Lamar Jackson is right now Lamar Jackson of course had the MVP season but the last couple of years he's just been running for his life because they haven't invested in a line they haven't invested in him getting receivers I look at what Ryan Poles is doing right now as I'm going to eliminate every single excuse yes that you could come to the table with and say well you didn't give me this you didn't, listen at the end of the day we joked about Lamar all offseason like you missed this money you didn't do this you he got paid because he literally could go to the table and say, give me a receiver. Give me an offensive line. I'm not running for my life. Then. Ryan Paul's eliminated all of that. And so now I think we're at the point in season three where I'm looking at Justin Fields and I'm like, okay, what can you do? Yeah, absolutely. And so right now, look at where you're better. You're bet you've got now, um, uh, a number one wide receiver yeah. in, in what you got with the trade with Carolina. Yeah. And now hopefully Mooney comes back healthy. Now Mooney is in the perfect spot. Yeah. Mooney's a, a, a good two. And if he's healthy, he's going to be even better in that spot because he's not forced to be something that he's not. Yeah. Now Chase Claypool with another year and hopefully he's out there learning and knowing where to be. And hopefully he's getting reps in this offseason with uh, Justin. Justin. Yeah. And now he's in that spot. And now you've got another tight end to go along with um, Cole Komet. And now your your depth there with two guys. And, and what he's been able to do in Green Bay 
is his catch radius is off the charts. Yes. Um, and he catches balls and a Chicago area kid, two young guys. And, and you didn't commit to him long term. Yeah. He's also playing for a contract as well. So you've got two good tight ends now. You've improved the offensive line. I love the running back room. Yeah. You oh in, in, in the fourth round, you get a, a, a running back that everybody universally loved what the Bears did. Yeah. You have now a guy uh, in Foreman that I think is is awesome in what you did. You didn't reach like Detroit did for running backs. They drafted a running back high, and in my opinion, they paid too much for Monty. <laughs> oh, my God. So the Were you sitting there like we all were at the draft party, just like, did they just take a running back? Yeah, yeah. And like, like, what's going on there? Like, yeah, so the Bears, the Bears paid a fourth-round pick, yeah. and I thought they got a cost-effective running back who did as much in a half a season yeah. replacing McCaffrey as anybody. Yeah. And so now with Herbert, Foreman, and and um the, the and Rashawn Johnson. Yeah, Rashawn yep. Johnson, thank you. And I, I love the depth in that room. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And 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 I just love the depth of the offense. It's not still not premier. Justin can make a premiere. That's if, if Justin that's is great, it. That's it. he can make a premiere. Yes. That's so, to me, that's the that's the right. Listen, I love Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is an amazing quarterback. Juju Smith Schuster is not that good of a wide receiver. He was a main weapon in a Super Bowl run, right? Sky Moore is a rookie in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He shouldn't be ready for that moment. He was very key to them winning the Super Bowl. Good quarterbacks make good receivers. Sure. And and like Juju's best year in Pittsburgh was when Ben Roethlisberger was still dealing. When he was Ben. Yeah. When he still could throw the ball. So I I feel like, right, and that's that's the biggest thing I want to see. It's not so much if Justin, I, to me, right, I feel like I've seen enough to say Justin Fields can throw the football. I've seen enough passes go through guys' hands that hit them in the chest and it bounced up. Yes. I've seen enough passes where, hey, why aren't you getting your body behind that ball? You're trying to reach out and grab it. It goes through his hands. Where The drive is over. Passes are complete. Somebody gets a turnover. To me, my question isn't if Justin Fields can get the ball to these guys. My question with Justin Fields right now is, okay, can you make the guys that are okay receivers, right? Necronamia St. Brown, can you turn him into a good receiver? You're good receivers. Right now, I think DJ Moore is a good receiver. I don't know if he's a great receiver. I've never seen him with a real quarterback. Can you make DJ Moore a great receiver? Can you make him a number one? Because guess what? The one question that I have on DJ Moore is um, he comes into me with the same resume Allen Robinson had. And he never really turned into this great receiver here. A guy who has been with bad quarterback play and could put mm-hmm. up a thousand yards. I think DJ Moore maybe is a tad better than Allen. I Robinson. think he's better. I think he's better. But you know, like that same resume. Yeah, no, I like get Blake it. Bortles right. Right. And, for sure. The worst I mean? quarterbacks. I've always said Allen Robinson played with the worst quarterbacks yeah. of all time. Going back to. Uh, college going back to college yeah, he's, you he's know. never had anything <laughs> that's, yeah that's a tough career well he's he's got a well he's got kenny pickett this year yeah yeah but it's i know it, my, i don't know what's happened to a rob either i don't i, I don't i, I think a rob's thing was i'm i'm bigger than you i can out jump you he he never was a speed demon i think that's the one thing dj moore does have over him DJ oh yeah fast. yeah and he plays quick yeah and and like i'm i'm just excited to see 
where it could go. But going back to your point is yeah. yes, that that's what we're going to see. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to get a true test of what Justin is. The offense is going to be get a, better. And hopefully in these one score games, they're either winning these games and don't need that last drive to score or on the last drive, they're going to be able to execute and score yeah. instead of coming up short or Justin won't have to run for all these yards because he's going to be able to throw it a little bit more because he's got more weapons all over the place. Yeah. No, I, I'm it's, it's like a whole, it's a whole, uh, you know, domino effect on, on it should make everything better. And everybody's got to be a part of it. That's, that's to be, we had, when we had Waddle on, I had him break down everything it takes just to make a five yard pass. Yeah. Right. It all goes He's into it. It's, it, it. I mean, Waddle's amazing, but it, it all goes into Justin's success. And I love that he's putting guys in, right? Like me and Courtney talked about it. You're not the one thing I hated, hated about Ryan Pace was he would draft the left tackle and say, go play on the right side. He would draft a right, center right. and say, play guard. Always. And it was like, right. like, why? And then change the next year. And like, now let's do it differently the next year. Yeah. Why, why are we putting guys in positions that they never played in their lives? And I'd see Ryan Poles come on, and he's like, we're drafting a right tackle. To play the right tackle. What's he supposed to play? He's probably going to play right tackle. We're going to test him everywhere. He's probably going to play right tackle. Yes. Like that to me is a game changer and, and it allows everybody to be comfortable where they're at, which I think allows Justin to be better. Yes. Yes. And he's not any, he, and he's not got to have a guy either. Yeah. Like it, that's the thing that I stressed earlier that Ryan pace was got to have that guy. Yeah. And he would, tr not only it was one thing that he had to have all these guys, but he had to have Leonard Floyd and he had to trade off for Leonard Floyd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or he had to get, have Bidding Anthony himself, Miller. Basically. He had to have Anthony Miller, <laughs> yes. but he had to trade next year's second round pick to get Anthony Miller. Yeah. So it, it just made things when they didn't turn out, it made the bust factor of missing that pick yeah. and then giving up all that for that pick even worse. He was Jay Hay as a GM, right? Swinging for the fences, and if he made contact, it yeah. might go a long way, but then it would fall it would 10 yards short. It would usually be a 4 6 3 double play. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like you're swinging as hard as you can. It's like, oh, it didn't go anywhere. All right, right. cool. And like Jay Hay, who's like jacked and has, you know, looks so big, like, Ryan looked the part, and and he has <laughs> yeah. the hair, you know, and and you would think like this dude is this dude should, you know, and then and then he gets to the podium, and you're like, no, he's not that bright. What, what's the what's, what was the pace conversation? How, how would the pace conversations go at the podium? We're fired up. <laughs> uh, We're really fired up. Uh, Ryan, how you feel about the uh, second round, the first round pick you made, uh, second overall that uh, you didn't get a right tackle for? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I just, you know, sometimes and uh, and then kind of, the word salad was heavy at Soldier Field. We haven't gotten a ton of that either. No, I'm not going to lie to you. I do like, like that. And again, Ryan's a little too honest. Paul's is a little too honest sometimes well, to me. But <laughs> it's fine. Like I whether you give me words out, whether you're too honest, if Ryan Poles builds me a football team, I matter. don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like win the press conference. If Ryan Pace. Law, uh, won or lost every press conference. If he would have built me a football team, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, you know, just build me a football team, and that's all I care about. I, I, I and then we make fun because he sucked, and he <laughs> he gave world words out. Same with Matt Nagy.
you know <laughs> yeah it, it was it was tough times out there hopefully we're on the other side of that as we get into the halftime here heading into the third quarter sylvie halftime is the time for you to plug anything you got going on anything going for yourself any anywhere that people are, should be meeting you guys up what do you got going on sylvie i don't think uh there's a lot going on i think ooh, like eric i think we're going to riley's daughter in like uh, a couple of weeks in two weeks but i'll have more on that on the show okay doing a lot of uh charity events these days um on monday i am emceeing an event for the center for enriched learning uh for for people with disabilities Love i'm that. very excited about that Love that's that. chef's night um that i'm emceeing and it helps people with disabilities um you know i don't know if you know this but the state of Illinois, as far as funding, is like 49th in out of 51. Uh, that includes the 51st, I'm trying to think, including Puerto Rico. Including Puerto Rico. Is uh, as far as states that fund uh, help for adults with disabilities. And that's where this center, which is near my home in the Riverwoods area, helps out. Yeah. So I'm emceeing. I'm really happy to be a part of uh, the cause. And um and I can't wait till Monday to, to to see all the smiling faces and we're going to raise a ton of money. I love that. I love that. Got to give back. Got to give back. Uh, as we head into the third quarter here. Third quarter. This is, uh, this is to me, the thing that signifies the most what's really happening with the Chicago Bears. Finally breaking away from the Park District. Yeah. Finally saying, hey, we want to own a stadium that we can actually make money off of, not just the team that's in that stadium. What does Arlington Heights do you signify over the next three to five years? The fact that we're now break that, that everything is now actually in motion, that Kevin Warren is here to lead the way. What does all of that signify to you that the Bears are heading into? It, it means hope. Yeah. You know, it was, a, I'm a Cubs fan. You're a Sox fan. Sox right? fan, yeah. Um, when I don't have a lot of hope these days. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Um, there's not a lot of a lot of hope with either team. Like <laughs> Cubs fan a little yeah, more. Little they hope. haven't played yeah, well lately. <laughs> lately, but you know when 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 Theo came with the Cubs, they put their rebuilding of the team next to the rebuilding of Wrigley. Yeah, and I thought it was perfect because they were rebuilding their team along with rebuilding Wrigley. And I kind of like the parallel with the Bears too, that they deserve a first class building. We as a fan base deserve a first-class building. We deserve the first-class amenities. We deserve first-class tailgating. Not all Bears fans who want to tailgate can tailgate. Yeah. There's not enough uh, tailgate passes to go around for all Bears fans. There's not enough seats to go around for all Bears fans. It's the second smallest or the smallest in the entire NFL at 61,500. Yeah. Um, it, as we know, when we want to leave Soldier Field, whether you're on foot, you're going through a maze with all those gates up, and what should be a 10-minute walk takes probably a half hour. And don't call an Uber. Right. <laughs> you're you, not getting it. <laughs> you, can't, you, you, can't, you can't get an Uber. Whether you're in those parking lots, uh, you can only go north or south. And sometimes if you want to go north, sometimes they only send you south because there's already too many people going north. You know, the, the lake is to the east. The railroad tracks are to the west. Yeah. There's only two places you can go because of that. Like, it's it's everything's against you. Yeah. Not enough bathrooms. It, it's, it's everything. Um, and then, you know, the weather factor. And I know a lot of people still like 
being outdoors. But bear weather ain't real. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> most, not real. most people like the. I don't know. I don't know if most people believe that. I, I think people really believe winter matters. I still think you know that. Mo, I think it's still a loud minority. Yeah, like I, I think people realize that San Francisco has gone into here and more recently because we had don't have a lot of playoff experience more recently san francisco's gone up to green bay and kicked their ass yeah, too yeah. But, but like i always say this in the middle of january when it's 20 degrees outside do you go to your favorite restaurant and do you ask them for a table for two on their beer patio no and the answer is no no one wants Never. to eat outdoors on the beer patio in Chicago in December or January. Why do you want to watch a football game outside? It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you don't want to go to the United Center and watch an outdoor basketball game. When we go to the United Center, you want to take your coat off yeah. and you want to be warm and you want to enjoy a beer and you just want to be comfortable. When I go, I went to a Milwaukee Bucks game with my kids. Oh, and you know what was awesome about that, Pat, is when I parked there their parking was attached to their new building. Yep. So when I parked, we left the jackets inside because we didn't have to cross streets or anything. So we got out of the car in the parking garage. We went right into the tunnel, which attached to the building and we were never cold. Yeah. So now not only we didn't have to have the jackets on the back of our seats <laughs> taking up space. Yeah. So now not only did could we take our jackets off, we didn't even have to take our jackets in. So now we we had more space in You're our comfortable seats. Comfortable at the game. We're comfortable. Yeah. All these things. And then now if we build an entertainment district, we've got tailgating. We've got an entertainment district. We've got easier roads in and out. We've got creature comforts. Like it should be everything and hopefully more money for our bears, yeah. which means more good things for the players, yeah. which means more good things for winning. Yeah. It's it's hopefully this is the direction. And now we've got a leader who's been through all this before yeah. and knows how to make it work. I, I think your Cubs example is the perfect example, right? Because listen, they, they win the world series. They go through some tough years. They have to make some tough decisions on Bryant Rizzo, all of that. Right. But now you're kind of getting to a point where it's like, okay, he's actually trying to rebuild this team. A quick turnaround. You yeah. can't have those quick turnarounds without money. Yeah. <laughs> now go after Shohei. That's, a, uh, you know, that's for another podcast. Uh, listen, I know that. Listen. Uh, uh, I'm greedy. I'm, I'm, I, I'm also greedy. But the problem is uh, Jerry Reinsdorf no, is, is not, more greedy. <laughs> he's not going to do it. He's not going to give me Shohei. He's not going to give me show. Um, I just I, I I feel like right with with Arlington now. It's like you said before, the Bears aren't a mom and pop organization anymore. Everything's been so mom and pop. And I think I think the Bears are a little different. I do think the Bears have spent money. I think the Bears have spent money in the wrong places with a lot of players. Um, they've spent money on players that just haven't performed here in Chicago or just didn't fit the scheme and they paid for the name. But I think now. The fact, like you said, starting at the top, going out and getting Kevin Warren, somebody that's going to facilitate you through this, who's not only just a really good president, but also is a really good football mind as well. Yes. Right? Ted, Ted was money wise. Ted's fine. Right. Ted was he he could let him work the cap. He could work the cap. He could make sure you didn't overspend. He, he was fine. He had just about as much knowledge about football as the family. Right. And he was the guy that they were going to 
So it was a football family that didn't know much about football. Yeah. Consulting with a president who, like you just said, knew just about as much as football as the family. Yeah. So when your guy that you lead on knows as very little about football as the family, how are you really leaning on that? And they're picking the GM. Now, right. Exactly. <laughs> and Chris Ballard's now in, in Indianapolis. You know? <laughs> and you wonder why you end up with Pace instead of Ballard. Yeah. And Ballard's got his wards. Yeah. Or how you end up with Trustman instead of, Arians yeah. or how you continuously end up with the wrong guy making the decisions, picking the wrong quarterbacks. These are the reasons. And now you've got a big thinker in the building yeah. and a guy who's run businesses at a high level, a leader of men. And again, he's not football, football, but he's football yeah. and he's big business. And, and again, they're finally thinking big with the hire. They're finally thinking big with with the stadium, and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled about all this. Think about, again, for the city people who, okay, what are you going to do? Are you going to drive to Arlington Heights? What about tailgate trains? Every 10 minutes leaving Union Station, let's do express trains. Yeah. Union Station, Arlington Heights, you're going to rebuild that whole train station in Arlington Heights yeah. as they demolish, and let's let's do a tailgate train. Let's put Miller Lite, the official beer sponsor of the Chicago Bears, on all the all the train cars, and everybody tailgates on the train, and and let's go. It's it's twenty minutes from Union Station up to Arlington Heights. I think the Bears got to go all the way. Buy the naming rights for the city. Hallis Heights isn't. All right, come on. Oh, for Heights. the entire city. The whole city. Oh, you're, you're not even talking about the, the stadium. You are yeah. going to name the Rename city. Rename the city. Hallis Heights. <laughs> Hallis Heights. It's not bad. bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Come on. Somebody's going to say that on the radio. Yeah, that's good. I'll give it's you credit. I, I, oh, I don't, well, I don't steal here. Listen. There are there are few people who will remain nameless. Oh, boy. Here we who go. will steal. The shots. I will not I will not steal. I will cite. I will give credit. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, I, I just think that, right, like, it's, what are you going to think of Welcome Arlington Heights? Welcome to Hallis Heights. What are you going to think of Arlington Heights as now? Beartown. You're going to go to Arlington Heights for the Bears. Yeah. Unless you live there. And now, everybody who lives there, their entire life is going to be built around the Bears. My one question I was having with somebody the other day is, do you move their practice facility there? They just spent $100 million on their practice facility, which is gorgeous, which is awesome. How far is Lake Forest from... Uh... Or no, where's Hallis now? Hallis is uh, Lake Forest. It's Lake Forest, yeah. So How far is Lake it's Forest? still a good 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not bad, but if you had everything all there, yeah. it could make things a little bit easier. Yeah. And you've got a blank slate of what you could build. You could build practice, facility, uh, practice fields right next to it. I think that's how the Patriots and the Bengals and some of the other teams do it. But... <sighs> That'd be tough because they just opened that up. Like, I know. That Hallis would actually is beautiful. be tough. Hallis is beautiful. I love Hallis. I've been there for training camp a couple of times. Let's get in a quick fourth quarter here as we close this thing out. Sylvie, the one thing that people are going to get to experience, at least in my belief, that we have yet to experience, that our, that our children are going to get to experience, do you believe we have a franchise quarterback? I think we have a, a franchise quarterback. I, I I believe he's got to show me stuff. I mean, I'm not like 
blind faith guy You're not going all in on it. I, I i'm like i'm in i mean all like what's the difference between in and all in the guy does things that there's a joke there is there a jump there's a there, like I said, I said there's a joke there oh, uh, oh, in and all in there's a joke what, there. what's the joke we'll, we'll, we'll give, leave it alone give me your on best this one. one no give me your best one uh, what's the difference between in and all in about three inches okay all right <laughs> i don't know if i've got three more oh, though boy, oh boy here we go <laughs> um you know the the splash plays are he can do things that not a lot of guys can do yeah he can he can do those things and like for the people who dismiss the running i think it's so dumb i think it's so dumb you're not watching modern day football no no you're not who's, and, who's i i'm i would question those people this who's a stand behind the pocket quarterback the, that's young you got to have an athletic quarterback who can run i don't even is there any i don't want him to maybe i don't want him to rush for 1100 but but yeah or like or or time and place like like when the game's on the line and you need first downs or you need scores or you're in the red zone and you know that you have to watch the quarterback because he could run and score at any time that is huge and it was huge for the philadelphia eagles but when jalen hurts was slinging that football in the super bowl you know, Mahomes gives it to you still. Yeah. He's not as nearly as fast or athletic as Hertz or or Justin, but he'll still run when needed. Like you have to be able to his, run today. His biggest play in the Super Bowl was that that rush to the left side, with right? Yeah. Yeah. With with he gets him into the position. You you have to be and here's the one thing that I'll say to me that about Justin Fields. Um this is the first time. He's getting an opportunity to play in a system for two years. Yes, yes. Familiarity is going to change his entire game to me. Because there were times last year, I said this on the pod, and I said this on my show as well. I think Justin went into the Kobe effect. Remember Kobe had like Smush Parker on his team and stuff like that? He was like, I'm not giving you the ball. He's like, if I give you the ball and you shoot it and you miss it, I'm I, we we having a conversation in the locker room. I really think Justin got into that last season where I'm getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. I, if when I throw you the ball, you drop it every time. When I throw you the ball, you catch it 50% of the time. The only person that's catching anything here is Cole. So I'm going to just take it myself, give it to David, or I'm going to take it myself again. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. So I don't think that second year in this system, he's going to come in with that same mindset. I hope that there are still things he can do better. Yeah, There are things, and, and he works on it, and he'll be the first one to tell you. Um, so like I, I compare him to, to Derek. Derek Rose. Rose, okay, and, and I take the first year and I throw it out. Mm-hmm. So I'm not using the his rookie year and comparing it to Derek's rookie year. Right. I'm using Justin's second year and I'm comparing it to Derek's rookie year. Right, and I see the highlights and the potential there. In Derek's second year, he became an all star. Yes, I want now Justin to become a a Pro Bowl type player. Yeah, and to show me so. Now take that next with that continuity and everything like that. And then in his third year, 
become a Give premier a player. I'm I'm not I'm not shorting him either. Like I'm not giving him the I'm I'm taking my mindset away from what we've cared about for the Bears, right? If quarterback gave us 3500 passing yards, we were like, "Oh man, he's 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 going to be a premier passer. He's going to take this next step." Justin Fields should be just short of 4000 yards this season. And the only reason I'm giving him just short is because I do think he'll probably still have to run a little bit more. But that's what quarterbacks are doing in the NFL today. 4000 yards is almost commonplace. We've never had it. Today. Yeah. Look, I I will take it. I don't believe there's a quantifier on numbers for Justin. I believe we'll know it when we see it. Yeah. Like w- there like I think he could throw for 3200 yards, 3100 yards and we'll say he, that's him. Yeah. He's made it. Yeah. Because there will just be we'll be watching him and we'll know that he's the dude. But I I don't think he has to throw for four or he has to throw for three and 30 touchdowns. I believe we'll just watch him and we'll know that he's arrived. I mean, but that's not, I, I think the crazy part is right. Like that's not an insane bar, right? Like, it isn't. No, Mitch you're is, right. Mitch's 24 and 12 season was what? 3,200 yards. Right, right. He should be better than that. You know what I mean? Right. Or at least, it, no, he should be better than but, that. But no, I'm not like, going to say that. There, there's like how many times has Kirk Cousins reached a certain yeah. platform? Yeah. And we're like, Kirk, Con- is, Kirk Cousins that isn't guy. that good. Yeah. Did I almost uh, slip with my wording there? <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Cousins isn't that Like, again, I don't want to put just a number on there, like empty calorie stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, there will be. We will know, not based on numbers, we will know based on our eyes. Not a Jared Goff situation, because I think Jared Goff had like 4,100 yards. Yeah, like, exactly. A lot of of guys (laughs) do things, and and, and like he will, we will look at each other, and we'll be sitting here doing a podcast, and there will be like a a game, and we'll be like, okay, all right, now I'm all in. I I got the three extra inches now. There it is. The three extra inches, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Chicago Bears podcast that actually, uh, Sylvie doesn't know this, that was actually one of the uh, names that we were going to call the pod, I was gonna, but you, we weren't. Uh, do you title these things, Eric? <laughs> Can you title this one three extra inches? That's, a, that's the title of the pod. The Can three you spare extra three extra inches? <laughs> Hey, we appreciate you guys for showing up, showing love. As always, hit the like button, subscribe to the page. Sylvie, appreciate you for sitting in with me this week, as always, man. Hey, um, make sure you're listening Monday through Friday. We'll be back Monday with Lance Briggs, so drop your questions in the chat as well for Lance on Monday for the two-minute warning. As always, it's your boy, Path the Designer. Back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace.